The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. Right around the corner, we're going to talk about authentic period pieces. We're going to highlight a pretty recent period piece film, so that's coming up. Also, many messages were sent in about when we played the movie quotes game on the last podcast when I read the movie quote, I've never seen so much wool you could knit a sweater. (laughs) So the quote is from Porky's. Right. And when the guys were spying on the girls in the shower, right? right? Then I said, from the 70s, and I said that because of the wool reference. Reference, yes. And that's where the floodgates opened up. And good for our listeners uh, because... Yeah, they pay attention. Yeah. The 70s should have never been mentioned. Right. Because the movie Porky's was set 80. in the 50s. Oh, that's right. It was, it was released in 1981. 81, okay. So I stand corrected on that. But I was pretty Boom. surprised that people honed in on that. Yeah, they are paying attention. Yeah. That's and, good. Somebody's and, got to. But a few days after I went to see that movie for the first time i was hanging out with my buddy the guy we were just talking oh okay troublemaker yes who i saw porky's with and a few other kids who hadn't seen the movie and a couple of girls were in this group Uh oh and my dickhole friend decided to tell everyone how much i enjoyed that scene (laughs) and how much i talked about it and he was yakking about it just as much as i was but he made sure because that's how he was to me yeah it's all about me so (laughs) what am i supposed to do when you're explaining you're losing all right and of course he went into graphic detail before they watched the movie yeah oh, and they God. were like what and mark was what <laughs> and he's just on and on i was i was red-faced embarrassed actually Eesh. what an asshole i got him back though i poisoned him <laughs> smart ass so there's that <laughs> All right, go to makemydamnmovie.com if you want to send us a message. You go to the contact page, and I got to figure out which one to push. That's it. All right. So, yeah, you go to the thing, and you click on the other thing, and you're off to the races. Messages. Make my damn movie. Darla from Leander, Texas. Making characters memorable in my scripts is something I've struggled with forever. It's a difficult task, and I was glad to hear it brought up on episode 109. Yep, it was brought up. Yeah. Blake, Ottawa, Canada. I don't know what the big deal is about making sure each character in a screenplay has different traits. What the fuck? Seems to me that's day one stuff. If you can't handle that, maybe rethink writing feature film. Uh, Hey, Blake, why don't you rethink breathing? (laughs) Although I do agree, people should rethink writing screenplays. Yeah, we got to get them go. out of the way. Especially Blake. Okay, Lucas from Charleston, West Virginia. He says, I absolutely enjoyed Tom's movie suggestion, Dr. Strangelove oh. with Peter Sellers. 
I agree that kids today would probably be lost if they watched the film, but that's because they are not very bright. (laughs) Good one. Megan, Fremont, California. There's no way Mark smashed through a screen door. (laughs) That story had to have been fabricated. Uh -uh. How does one do that? Easy. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Very easy. You just go at speed through it. You just don't stop. Exactly. Greg, Shelbyville, Indiana. I took your guys' advice and listened to a few episodes of your other podcast, Radioactive Rant. I really liked it, but isn't it sort of like the Make My Damn Movie podcast? Sort of. Get a Q-tip in those ears, man. the movie stuff. We say all the time that it's about the same. Right. Right? Yeah. It's us. I kind of think I like the other one better now. Yeah. And I want to dump this one. Okay. Yeah, I think. We'll see. Pretty soon. Sunny, Decatur, Georgia. I wanted to tell you guys that even though there's a bunch of goofing off on your podcast, I truly benefit from the screenwriting material you talk about. It's a fun way to learn a thing or two. Huh. No, no learning. Oh, yeah. That's not the intention. (laughs) We don't want anyone to gain any knowledge from anything we say on this show. We're just using the show to make a movie. Exactly. Or two. We really read to, uh, need seven. to rethink this whole thing. It needs man. to be retooled. I want to discourage people from writing scripts. Uh-huh. So why the hell are we doing this podcast? Because oh. people love to send in thanks for the tip. Right. <laughs> like, Wonderful eh. advice. Well, there you go. There's your message. Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you next time. Oh, that hurt. You know, back to Porky's just for a second. Uh Now, I always wondered what exactly was the fantasy of banging the scaggy old whores at Porky's. What sane 16 or 17-year-old boy would want to be anywhere near that mess? I got it that they were all experienced women, and and that's all they cared about. Yeah, but you got to go back and watch that movie. Make note of the ladies at Porky's. I think you'll see where I'm going. (laughs) <laughs> pretty what I pretty rough. Remember, yeah. yeah, they they were a rough. That was a rough crowd. Bottom line, they were just the stable. <laughs> Parking uh, hey. was terrible. Okay, yeah! <laughs> there you go. There's your transition. Yeah, that's a transition, right? It's the movie quotes game now. And I read a movie quote. You try to tell me what movie it's from, and the people out in podcast land get to play along. I, and maybe like it. write in about how wrong we are about something. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. Here's your first one. All right. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> well, okay, what the fuck, man? <laughs> What's going on? I'm not wrong. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Get five fucking <laughs> hours to get this one. I'm going to edit all the stuff before this out. So <laughs> none of you will understand what's going on exactly. or what we're talking about. You know what it is? That would be Biff Tannen yeah. from Back to the Future. Very number nice. one. Well, you had a lot of time to think about yes. it Thank while you. I was flubbing it up <laughs> left and right like a douche mess. All right, moving on <laughs> to the next one. If peeing your pants is cool, then consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> You know what? Uh, yeah. Wow. That means you'd be two for two here. Uh-oh. So let's hope. What do you got? That is uh, the l- little old lady from uh, uh, 
Damn it! What's his name? We need the movie. I know. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Oh man! I almost said Big Daddy. Damn it! Oh, Billy man. Madison. I thought you were gonna be two for two, but I thought so too. Here's where it really goes downhill. All right. No, I'll, you'll get this one. Right? Uh, I, I'm, I have faith. A man drink like that and he don't eat. He is going to die. You look confused, which concerns me. Blazing Saddles. I'm just trying to think of the actor. There you go. Uh, hold on. Is Gene Wilder as the, the, the late sheriff? Cleavon Little. Cleavon yeah. Little. Sheriff Bart. Right. Sheriff Bart. Yeah. Great movie. Fantastic awesome movie. movie. All right, now Highly we're going to move on to the Trivial Pursuit TV trivia cards I found out in the garage without the game. And I do get message after message. Why do you keep saying that? Uh-huh. Because we don't know who is popping on for the first time. Yeah, this might be somebody's new experience yeah. of listening. So, so back off and let me do my thing. Yeah. And tell people exactly what's going on. I don't think they care. Uh-uh. Here's the first one. Okay. What show featured the magic mirror? Oh, it's uh the, the lamp chop. Romper room. Romper room. Yeah. Damn it. Here's your next one. What was Mike Brady's occupation on the Brady Bunch? Oh, I was just going to blurt it out. Don't blurt. Architect. Mike the architect. And what was Carol Brady's occupation? Housewife. Deadbeat. Yeah. She did nothing. Uh -uh. She watched Alice cook. Yeah, she wasn't even really a housewife because she didn't clean or anything. She didn't do anything. They had a maid. Alice. And they made sure that their maid's bedroom was right off of the kitchen. Yeah, that's where you want them. (laughs) Wow. Oh, Oh, Alice. (laughs) Oh, when I was a kid. Whoa. It didn't matter. I told you. It didn't matter. Yeah, if that show was on, it didn't matter. Mike Brady, Carol Brady. Oh, Carol Brady. That was my first crush. Really? Yeah. That's weird because now I've developed the type. Short hair, blonde women. I don't know. Yeah. I think my type on that show was Tiger. (laughs) All right. Here's your third one on the thing. If you understand that reference, you're probably old. Yeah, you definitely are old. You're over 40 at least. Okay. What was the name of the middle son of the Ewing clan on the TV series Dallas? Dallas. Oh, between JR and Bobby. God, no, I was going to say Bobby. (laughs) Damn it. Gary. Gary. Who ended up on Knott's Landing. Another winner. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, extra point time. You ready for this? Okay, you're going to get extra points on this now. What <laughs> What actor played Bobby? Oh, you know? God. Patrick Duffy. That wasn't Patrick that? Duffy? Yeah, it was. No. Yes, it was. That he, was not Patrick Duffy. Patrick, way too young for Patrick that role. Patrick Duffy played Bobby on Dallas. What? Yes. Who played JR? Oh, Come that on. that was uh, the space, the astronaut guy from... <laughs> Who played Jr. Genie? Uh, Larry uh, Hagman. Hey, you got yeah. it. Yeah. Yep, he was Colonel Tony Nelson on I Dream That's of right. Genie. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing? I don't got the thing with this stuff. Well, I kind of got flustered with the whole Brady Bunch thing and me watching it as a kid. And so uh, you had, Tiger. You had Marsha. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, Jan. Oh, big time crush on her. Yeah, she was Not my me, favorite. but you. And then Cindy, which was... Uh. <laughs> what? And then, you know... And then, well, Bobby. Craig. Greg. Greg. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. did I say right. Craig? Greg. Greg, Craig, whatever. It didn't matter. Mm. It, either one. I told you, it didn't matter what was on TV. Oh, the TV's on? The convertible in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. The fake grass. The AstroTurf. Right. The swing set. Okay, enough. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's do the staff picks. It's the Make oh. My Damn Movie staff picks, where we attempt to force you yeah. to watch the movies that we like. And you can go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com to see our list of stat picks. I'm not really sure why you would. People go to that. I'm looking at the uh, analytics yeah. on that website. They like it. They like the stat picks page for some reason. But uh, what's got, the movie? It's got lots of pictures on it. It does. My stat pick is Detective Pikachu from 2019. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> what's okay. that face? Eh. <laughs> go ahead. Direct... <laughs> Directed by Rob Letterman, starring your nephew from Canada, Ryan Reynolds, Justice Smith, and Ken Watanabe. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. Yeah. Anyway, oh yeah. ace detective Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son, Tim, to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, wise-cracking, adorable, super sleuth detective, Pikachu. <laughs> Finding that they are uniquely equipped to work together as Tim is the only human who can talk with Pikachu and understand him, they join forces to unravel the tangled mystery. It's a very good movie. I'm serious. I shit you not. No, I've seen it. You have seen yeah. it? Yeah. It what? was on... Uh... It's it's on anyway. Amazon, I think. Yeah, I think it is on Prime. So, yeah, yeah I just put this on because my eldest son, he loves Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right. This will shut you up. I'll just turn on this movie. And you liked it. And I was like, wow, that was actually a coherent story. And for a kid's movie, actually entertaining. Yeah, I like the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds aspect. So. Ryan Reynolds yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, well. that's it. My staff pick. Detective Pikachu. Okay. <laughs> Mine is Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, 2010. Yeah. So it stars John Cusack, Craig Robinson, Rob Corddry, mm-hmm. Clark Duke, and Chevy Chase. Let's oh, not yes. forget Chevy Chase. Oh. Now, I picked this movie because I'm worried that some people haven't seen it. And I think Who everyone hasn't? should. I don't know. A lot of people, uh, they've heard of it, yeah. but they haven't seen it. So. Four dudes named Adam, Lou, Craig, and Jacob are stuck in a rut in adulthood for sure. Mm-hmm. One has been recently dumped. One is a terminal party animal. One is a hen-pecked husband. And the other one does nothing but play video games in his basement. Sounds like my friends. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I have a few neighbors like that. So what they do is they head off to a mini vacation to a ski resort they went to when they were kids. Yeah. Okay. Not having any idea they get a chance to improve their future by changing their pasts. Mm-hmm. Huh? So after a night of heavy drinking in the now run down ski resorts, hot tub, they wake up the next morning in 1986. Yeah. Check out hot tub time machine. That's a good one. I love that. Movie. Okay. So 
wanted to try to breeze through that because today we're going to talk about writing a believable period piece. And every once in a while, we'll do a deep dive into a movie, and we're going to do that with a film called Summer Days, Summer Nights. I told you to watch this. I asked you yes. to watch it. Well, I yes. told you to watch it. You told me. And here's the here's the thing of the movie and the, the, the log line, whatever. On the south shore of Long Island in the summer of 1983, a group of working-class teenagers and 20-somethings work their summer jobs, fall in and out of love, and wrestle with what the future holds when the summer ends and the real world beckons. Now... It's a movie about the early 80s filmed in 2021. Mm -hmm. Edward Burns directed this movie. He's in it too. Yeah. Summer Days, Summer Nights is centered on the summer of 1982. Keep that in mind. So out of the gate, the movie starts off with a song by Mungo Jerry called In the Summertime, released in 1970. Yeah. To me, the tone was off at the jump. Okay. With that very early 1970s song being used, that's bad, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. It played over most of the opening credits, by the way, that song. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't it, just it a was. little it snippet. Was, no. So the soundtrack was all over the place, different decades and styles of songs, blah, 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 right? Another quick example at the end of the film, they use another 70s song by Eddie Money called Two Tickets to Paradise. Yeah. Two tickets. To the whole song they played. That was in the 70s, that song, too. By the way, I met I Eddie Money many times in my years of being on radio. Uh -huh. Lovely man. Yeah. May he rest in peace. That's right. He was, he a, he was a cop. He was a he New York cop. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So moving past the soundtrack, I was still confused with this movie. There was no reason whatsoever for that movie to be set in the 80s, early 80s at that. Too many subplots. I could not connect with any one character. It was storyline after storyline after storyline. A bunch of kid actors who clearly had no idea what the 80s were about. I asked you to watch it. Oh, we wow. have not discussed this. No. Okay. And I didn't know if you would like it or not. And I didn't want you to say I liked it because I clearly did not fall in love with this movie. Well, when was this supposed to be? 82? It was in 1983. All right. So summer of 82, <laughs> summer of 82. Interesting. Yeah. Um, cause I found a piece of music that just grated on my nerves in the middle of the movie. The main protagonist, I guess, was that boy that was heading off to college. That was his summer of high school. Yeah. His senior year. He was going somewhere to make out with one of the employees and the song by the cure love cats came on. And I'm like, wait a second. I don't think that was released until like later 1983 hmm. and i'm right i'm looking it up right now and i'm correct so and, and that piece of music was way off because the rest yeah. of it was like rock and roll you know 70s stuff early 80s but stuff. wouldn't i mean I, i'm like I, that's an odd choice to make what's the point of having a movie that you want set in the 80s and then using early 1970s songs right and then jumping to the future with the cure yeah <laughs> anyway so, let me just run down my list because i was worried that you were gonna love this film no I am glad you didn't because I, did not. I tore it apart. Well, me too. Uh, so I really expected more because Edward Burns is around my age, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. He should remember the 80s. I don't know. Maybe the screenplay was way better than this movie turned out, but I felt there were way too many protagonists. The scene transitions were just choppy, abrupt, yeah. very choppy. Yeah. 
the dialogue was unrealistic and corny. They were using weird slang like get our groove on and stuff from the 70s. And yep. then they were mixing stuff with modern slang. I'm like, this is weird. Are they improvising or is this in the script? Yeah. See, it felt very 2010 to me. Okay. Yes. No substance. Yeah. It was and very, very strange. soap opera-ish. Did you yeah, get that? Yeah. My major gripe was the huge exposition dump in the car where they explained that they had sex in the car, two oh. teenagers, or they're both in the car explaining the sex that they had in the car in high school. They already know all this shit. Why are they talking about it? Well, not only that, it was seven years earlier. Right. So they're She's sitting there forced. like it was just yesterday. Right. And, and all of these kids in this movie Ugh. just were whiny, privileged, bratty kids like now. Not like the 80s at all. Yeah. And the other problem I really had is that I think they figured in this movie, Summer Days, Summer Nights, that all you have to do is throw in a dude in an IZOD t-shirt with the mm -hmm. collar pulled up. Or two. And maybe <laughs> pepper in a few rotary wall phones and voila, there you have it, an 80s movie. By the way, rotary telephones were pretty much obsolete in the early 80s. Right. So I I'm like, oh my God, why are they one. Yeah. going through this agonizing, calling someone and using a rotary phone because it's not even part of that period? Not only the period pieces elements weren't correct but the chemistry between the blonde girl wink and the surfer kind of dude terry yeah no chemistry no chemistry at all between them really over the top forced okay so stuff. that guy you're talking about terry he's the visiting for the summer long-haired philosopher yeah. beatnik singer songwriter, songwriter older yeah. cousin that lays down some serious life lessons when he clearly can't even manage to shower i mean right. think about right. that this is not the 80s that was more of a late 60s early 70s kind of character or like 90s early 90s grunge character i was like yeah. what is this guy trying to do <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, what we're saying is it wasn't a don't recommend There's a this point movie. to all this, okay? I always wait until I watch a movie to look at viewers reviews and and I take those with a grain of salt, okay? Yeah. Most times you can tell the reviews are legit, mm -hmm. you know, or if they're just blah 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 glorified crap to yeah. up the ante or whatever. For summer days, summer nights, the regular people viewer reviews were pretty much all the same. If you liked it, of course. Uh -huh. But overall, people thought it wasn't anywhere near a true 80s-based movie. Here's a right. couple of comments, okay? Seen many last summer before college flicks, this ranks in the middle somewhere. Nothing new here but refreshing escape from Marvel BS. I mean, that's pretty low bar. Yeah. Here's another one. Acting was terrible, made mm -hmm. old episodes of Saved by the Bell look good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Actually, made old episodes of Saved by the Bell look like high art. Right. Which I like. High art. And this one was interesting because it kind of sums it all up. Somebody wrote in, everything is wrong with the time period or what's supposed to be the time period of this movie. You can't just pump in 80s music, which was few and far between, mm -hmm. and drive old cars to make your audience believe it. It appears that they put so little effort into making an accurate 80s-style movie that it makes it a distraction to yeah. watch. I love that review. Yeah, it was distracting. It kept pulling me out of the movie. And what happened when I was watching it was the end was just wrapped up with a lovely oh. little bow on top. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? 
is it over? Didn't make sense. Yeah. So I think what it made me think the most <laughs> is that we need a few great movies set in the 80s. And I love when people say, Fast Times at Ridgemont High really felt like the 80s because it was made it was in the made fucking in 80s. The 80s. Yeah. You fucking goon. I've heard that too. Is that a time period piece? No. Now, <laughs> if anything, summer days, summer nights should give me hope. It really yes, should. Because you, the, both the flip side and Radio Chaos and Hit Escape were far way better than this shit sorry edward burns i just expected more from him i expected more from the whole movie when i saw it and i read the log line i'm like i could get behind this yeah it sounded like a great uh so i went in with a positive attitude which is hard to believe anyone (laughs) that knows me i'm in no club and i'm a nothing piece of shit but what i do know for sure is that my screenplays are spot on and would resonate with huge crowds, diverse crowds, put assholes in the seats. Well, asses in the seats. But you know what? If they're paying a ticket, who cares if they're assholes? Right, exactly. Personally, I get high marks for my period themes for mm-hmm. being organic. They feel real. And mm-hmm. that's what this did not feel like. Yes, it was not organic. You want to write a screenplay If it's in the 80s, you want to make the reader feel like they're in the 80s. And I get people that read these screenplays and they're like, wow, I felt like I was there in that time. Yeah. And that's what's most important. Uh, And a great example of a fantastic set in the 80s screenplay is one I wrote called Hit Escape. And that's what this podcast is called. Make my damn fucking movie. No, I don't think it's called that it is to me okay and here's hit escapes log line a crestfallen la lawyer is transported back to 1983 daytona beach in her 18 year old body to visit a cherished time and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to gloomy present day We've gone over the screenplay now a lot. <laughs> Love cats. You could put in this screenplay could, because absolutely. it's from 1983. But again, when I'm writing the screenplay, I don't put the music in there like right. I used no, no, to no, do. No. But it's a huge mistake. Yeah, I'm not even going to get to the soundtrack of that movie. Oh my god, it must have cost a fortune. Yeah, but I'm not going to get into it. We already, I think we we burned that into the ground. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it opened and closed with a '70s song. <laughs> with '70s songs. I mean, what the hell? Bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It good. was disappointing. I hope that what's the the pizza licorice 80s, pizza licorice pizza. I hope. That's good. It looks like it's 70s. 70s or 80s. Yeah. I, I'm, I haven't done my research on that one yet. But um, well, I, oh. I want someone to make it escape. Yes, that well. should have been made. <laughs> Again, sorry, Mr. Burns, but summer days, summer nights. I, I don't know. No, it's, it's not going to no bueno. work. Anyway. Well, unlike most writers, I'm not banking uh-huh. on getting a screenplay made. Yeah. I banked on other stuff in the past, so cha-ching, <laughs> bitches. Wait, hold on. We got it on the thing here, I think. Mm-hmm. Can you find we it? We might have a... That ain't no. Uh, do I really want to go? No, that's not it. That's me on the toilet. <laughs> Yikes. That too. Oh, well. Uh, there uh, was a cash register somewhere, but the little pictures they have on this box uh-huh does not explain it what doesn't it is. explain shit <laughs> what is this literally that's carol brady <laughs> yeah. there it is there you go you and found I'm, it so i'm a fucking moron because it has a dollar sign 
the only one that <laughs> is <does>. clear. <laughs> Quite clearly a dollar. So let me talk. What was so I'm not banking on getting a screenplay made. I banked on other shit in the past and there <laughs> a half hour later and got that joke. In yeah. Like everything else. But uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, no, I wanted you to watch it, it because side, I was like, eh. I'm glad I didn't pay for the movie because <laughs> I would have been pissed. I was so disappointed, dude. And it's a summer movie and it, it made me think of the way, way back. And that could have been a period piece more than this. Yeah, well, it wasn't a period piece. It wasn't. It's modern. But it had, like, the 80s station wagon. It had the um, break dancing in it. By the way, in summer days, summer nights, most of the cars were 70s, 70s, like early 70s cars. And a Firebird. I don't know. Uh, It was disappointing. And the supposed rich kid had a 70s Jeep. I'm like, wouldn't he have a brand new Jeep? Yeah. I, think, I hate shitting on movies, but... No, I don't. And, yeah. and <laughs> i got to say that bottom line is there's this movie that claims to be set in the early 80s, and it just didn't give you that feel. Mm-hmm. And my point is, is this movie that I wrote, Hit Escape, the screenplay, it's boom. And that's what's frustrating about uh-huh. this whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's all frustrating. You know? It's who you are, who you know, what club you're in. Nah, nah, nah. And yeah. it's like, wow, man, just fucking make hit escape. And <laughs> I'm going to yeah. use that liberally, I think, now that I found it. The dollar sign. The only one on there with the freaking thing that's clearly what that is. The other ones, I have no idea what these little. What's this? Oh. Okay. I don't know what that picked. See, this little sound machine I'm playing with here, mm-hmm. it's got little pictures on all the buttons instead, instead of, words, of words, you know. Because nobody can read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. What's this one? All that's I, me if this movie's not made. I think that's supposed to be a shotgun. Yeah. But yeah. There's a, okay. It's me late it's at night. Locked and loaded. <laughs> there you go. That's me in the bathroom. I wish. <laughs> I really do wish. All right, that's it. You think Ed Birds would help us? <laughs> Not now. <laughs> All right. Pretty sure. All right, you can go to makemydamnmovie.com. Check us out if you want. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it. We'll see Adios. you later. Bye-bye.